Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. I am excited for y'all uh, because we're starting a new message series, and I'm, I'm always uh I'm always excited with a new message series. I like to dig into uh, ideas and what we do. If, if you're unfamiliar is uh, at, at the heart and many other churches, we'll take a particular idea and then we'll take three or four or five weeks to dig into that idea and that will be the message series. And so what I want to do with this one, this one, uh, this ser- series that we're starting today is called The Only Constant. Uh, does anybody know the, the end of that phrase? The only constant is? Okay, a few of you change. Yes, that's... Uh, They'll get easier from here, okay? That was the hardest one for today. What I want to dig into over the next few weeks with y'all is what change looks like in our life, what change looks like in our faith, how change can affect our, uh, our marriage, our daily routine, our parenting, all of those things that really matter to us in life that we worry and stress about every day. Change is something that can affect those very, very greatly. Now, before jumping straight into the message, I do want to say that if you, uh, I, I really want to challenge you, if you're willing to accept this challenge, okay, I really want to challenge you to, to be here for this series. And I don't mean you have to be here in these seats because, as you just heard, we have uh, live stream back. So each Sunday, if you want to watch us live, you can, or you can listen to the podcast, or you can catch it later on YouTube. But I want to challenge you to really dig into this series, even if you can't be here uh, for the next few weeks. Because I really believe that this idea of change and the different, the different ways we're going to look at change, because over the coming weeks, we're going to look at what it means to embrace change in our life, how to navigate through change, what happens in our life and in our faith when we resist change and maybe creating some change on our, on our own, what that looks like. So for today, what I want to dig into is this idea of change and what can happen in my life, in your life, and the people around us if we could be people who embrace change. Now, I don't, I don't, I don't want to show of hands quite yet, but I'm sure there are some of you here in this room, some of you listening, who think, yeah, I don't really have a problem with change. Change is no big deal. When change comes, I say, yep, I just got to deal with it. Maybe some of you are like that. And I know that some of you are wildly averse to change, stress out when any change happens, any, any, uh, any alternate thing that happens to you, even daily routine can throw off your whole day. You wake up and you do something different than you usually do and it throws off your whole day. Is anybody like that? That one little thing, one little change can throw off your whole day? Okay, I appreciate the bravery. The hands were right here, but I saw them. Well, what if, no matter where you were, because at least for today, at least for today, I'm going to say it doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum of how healthily you handle change, how well you want change. Because maybe you're the, this other extreme and you're like, oh, I want change. Give me more problems. Give me more things to do. I thrive on change. I'll just, and let me just tell you, you stress your friends out, okay? You are the, stre- you are the problem. It's you. Topical. And so what I want to talk about today is the idea, just the idea of what it would mean for us to embrace change. Me and my life in particular, a couple years ago, our, uh, our oldest son, our only son, he's also our oldest and our youngest, um, our only son, Corbin, 
he was graduating high school, and he was going to go off to college. And, you know, there's a the big part of me, the biggest part of me was like, yeah, I've been ready for this. We've been preparing for this. We've been, you know, uh, applying to colleges. We've been excited about this. So there was nothing about what was about to happen that was surprising, that should have been surprising. We were getting ready. We were packing up his stuff. We were, you know, buying all the things that you, yeah, that you might need to buy, getting ready for it registering for his classes, we go visit the campus, all of this stuff. We're getting ready for it, getting ready for it. So we go, we, we drive down there, we drop him off. This is almost two years ago, we drop him off, and I am an easy cry anyway, if you don't know that about me. I just, uh, and anything, you know what I mean? I'll cry at a commercial, you know what I mean, if it's impactful. And so I'm crying, I'm crying on the way home, and, and I'm like, okay, well, no big deal. I'm going to go back home and get back into my routine. Well, what I didn't realize is most of my routine was hanging out with my son, because I don't know if you're familiar with what happened in the world about three years ago, but me and him got to spend a lot of time together. Got to hang out all the time, laugh all the time. I would be working on my stuff, and he was working on his school, but we would go to a coffee shop and work together. And so there was uh, even though, even though in the physical, right, even though with all the things that were going to happen, I was prepared for that. What I did not prepare for, what I did not do well preparing for was the change in what my daily routine was going to look like. Because what we would do is, me and him, we like to watch sports together, and, and, and this happened, uh, this, this was tough. What we would do is uh, kind of our evening routine is Amber, my wife, uh, if she had to, you know, work on some project for work, she would work on her laptop there on the couch, and me and uh, my son, we would, you know, watch, w watch whatever game was on or watch a movie together, and we're laughing, and we're talking trash, or, you know, I'd play one of his video games with him. I don't play video games. He does. I just, I do it for him, you know. You get it. And so what, 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 I, what I saw very, very quickly is on one of the average nights, Amber's like, hey, I'm going to work on this stuff. I was like, okay, cool. I'll put on this game, and all of a sudden, I'm trying to Talk to her about the game. She's like, I'm sorry, I really got to focus on this. I'm like, well, this is not how it usually goes. <laughs> and then I finally get her to watch the game, and she's talking trash against the team I'm going for. I'm like, this isn't going to work. I'm going to go watch this upstairs. <laughs> Y'all, I was not prepared for that change. And I, could, I, I would probably, I could probably do a good job of convincing myself and maybe you that I don't really have a problem with change. Usually I can embrace change, but it's hard to embrace a change that you are not prepared for. And I got to tell you all, I was not prepared for that specific change. And so I, as I've been thinking about this particular series for y'all and even for myself, in fact, many times that I'm up here, I'm just preaching to me. You guys happen to be in the room, but this is really all for me. I'm trying to grow my faith just the same as y'all are trying to grow yours. What, 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 I, what I've been thinking about when it comes to changes, how can we, how can you in your life, in your faith, in your relationships, in your marriage, in your parenting, at your job, in every other facet of your life that you have to worry about constantly, how can you be ready for anything? 
How can we prepare our hearts, our minds, our souls to be ready for change when it comes? Because there's a reason that there's a phrase that says the only constant is change. Because change can be scary. Sometimes, sometimes change is scary. Change goes against the nature of our brain. It doesn't go, it doesn't go against the, the, uh, the nature of humanity, but it does go against the nature of our brain. Our brains are always trying to find patterns and shortcuts and routines. And so mentally, any kind of change can be a shakeup. A shakeup for how we think of where we are, our stability. By definition, change challenges stability. So how, how, if we know change is coming, if we know change is a part of life, and there's even a part of us, okay, there's even a part of us that knows that change is the road to growth. There's even a part of us that knows that. Any major area of growth we've been able to have in our life has come through most definitely a change. So if we know that's there, if we know that's coming, and maybe it's not even change that's coming, we're in the middle of a change right now, we're trying to deal with it, we're trying to figure it out. If we know that's there, how, how can you and I prepare ourselves, embrace the change? How do we do that? Well, there's a verse I want to look at today with y'all, and I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation, and if you're not familiar with the Bible, we're going to read out of a book called Isaiah. Now, a little bit of context, Isaiah was one of the prophets of Israel, okay? The way it would go, the way the story's told, is if God wanted to deliver news to his people, his chosen people, the people of Israel, the nation of Israel, okay? There was a group of people that were God's chosen people, and if he wanted to speak to them, if he wanted to deliver a message to them, he would use a prophet. And a prophet would deliver the words of God. They'd usually start with, this is what the Lord says, something to that effect, and they would deliver a message. And it just seemed like all the time, if you read the Old Testament, it just seems like all the time the people of Israel were in trouble. All the time they were in trouble. All the time they were doing something wrong. God was upset at them. God's like, not again with these Israelites. Am I right, everybody? And the angels, they have to agree. You know, I'm just kidding. I don't know how heaven works, but... Seems like they were always in trouble. And what I want to read here is this is a part in the book of, or the book of Isaiah where Israel, they're in trouble again. They were worshiping some other god when God said specifically to not worship other gods. You should only worship me. And they weren't doing that, so they're in trouble. And God, it's this, it's this very interesting, complicated relationship that the people of Israel have with God because they have this relationship where simultaneously they are in trouble for what they have done, but redeemed by God's love for them, right? Simultaneously, it's these things that they have done wrong, but all the while God has plans for them to be redeemed. And so we're going to look at a part where it is, it is just, it has just happened, or this, uh, this prophet Isaiah, he's delivering this news, this news of like, here's, you know, here's why you're in trouble. And then he gets onto this part where he starts reminding the people of Israel what God has done. 
Okay, so if you don't know some of the Bible stories, uh, it's okay. There was a, there was a story where they were uh, fleeing from Egypt. They made a couple of movies about this, so you might be familiar with this part. And the Red Sea was parted, and you've heard stories. And, and, and Isaiah is reminding the people of Israel, look at the things that God has done. In fact, I'm not going to have it on the screen, but let me just, just for fun, because it's so fun to read Isaiah. Let me read you what he says right before this. Okay, here we go. He says, I am the Lord, your holy one. Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a, a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. So th this, was, th this is God reminding the people of Israel that he pulled them out of oppression. He pulled them out of slavery and reminding them that they are free. They are free because of him. The biggest thing he has done for this group of people. And right after this, you know, before, before we get into that here, just for a moment, just for a quick, quick sec, close your eyes for me. So quick. Keep them closed. What, if, what, what, what in your life can you be reminded of that God has done? What has God done for you in your life? Not the things that, not the prayers that he missed, not the stuff that you're still waiting on. Let's think about just for a moment the things that God has done in your life. Did you pray for healing and you were healed? Did you pray for a, a, a relationship to be restored and it was? Did you pray for your faith to grow and it did? Did you pray for patience and you have a little bit more? What has God done in your life? Okay, now open your eyes. I can think of some major things that God has done in my life. The relationship I have with my wife, with my son, with my friends. I can think of amazing things that God has done in my life. I feel like I have been set free by God. But imagine my perspective if I was literally enslaved, literally enslaved by the Egyptians, by whoever it was, and God comes to set me free. Now he's reminding me, he's reminding us that we are set free. Now watch what he says right after this. Remember all those things that you just reminded yourself that God has done. Watch what he says. He says, forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. And this is verse 19. For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. God is going to do something new. You know what something new is going to look like in your life? <laughs> Anything new that happens in your life this week is going to look like and feel like and be change. So what I want to encourage you with today, what I want to encourage myself with today is that if God is going to do something new, I want to be ready for it. If God is going to do something new in my faith, in my marriage, at my job, in my, in my parenting, if God is going to do something new, I want to be ready for it. I want you to be ready for it. So how? How can you be ready for it? How can we be a group of people 
whether we whether we're really good with change or we absolutely hate change because right now I don't want to address and maybe I never will because it's none of my business and you can work that out with your therapist I don't want to address how you approach change I don't want to I don't want to dig into how you're going to attack the changes that come at you maybe that's for another time another place what all I want from you for today is to challenge you to embrace the change that's coming because it is Embrace the change that is on the way because it is. And maybe, maybe for you, a way to embrace the change is when something new comes around in your life and you weren't expecting it, maybe can you, you can remind yourself, well, God is going to do new things. And of all the things that I can think of that God has done in my life, God says that there are bigger things yet to come. Now that takes trust. Right? It takes trust in God. It takes trust in our faith to not just see the change on the way, because we can all be aware of change. Awareness of change is not the problem, right? Awareness of change is not our issue. That's not our challenge. The challenge comes when the change hits us and we say, okay, I'm either going to pretend it's not here or I'm going to embrace the change. Embrace the change means you're aware of it and you acknowledge it and you say, okay, now what can I do? I have a few things written down I want to share with y'all. Choosing to embrace change. If we choose to embrace change, that's what can prepare us for anything. Choosing to embrace change prepares us for anything. Now, I'm not talking about specific situations because you can't be prepared for every single specific situation. But if we are going to be people who choose to embrace a change that comes our way, then whatever comes our way, we're not going to be shaken. Our faith is not going to be knocked off of what we're putting it on because we are not afraid of change. Even if you're someone today, even if you're someone, let me give you permission at least till, the, the, till we're done talking today, another hour and a half tops. Let me give you at least permission to say for the next 10 minutes, you don't have to be afraid of change. Because everyone around you is also having to deal with change. And everyone around you is also wanting to figure out how to get through this change. But all I want from you for today that's, and that's why I invited you to be on this whole journey of this series with us, because this is going to be, we're going to look at change in steps. Change is such a fundamental part of our lives. It is worth this deep dive and this deep look into it and how we can not just embrace it, but navigate it and grow from it. Next thing I want you to uh, write down or remember is this. Don't let change shake your faith. Let change grow your faith. Because it can do both or it can do one or the other. And I, I, I think for me, I, I've had times in my life where my faith has been shaken, and then I've had times where I felt like it's stronger than it has ever been. But those times when my faith is shaken, and I don't mean faith being challenged, right? I do want your faith to be challenged. I want my faith to be challenged. 
I talk a lot about, uh, here at the heart, I talk a lot about how, how, how uh, I, I embrace doubt when it comes my way too, right? I feel like doubt makes room for our faith to grow, and I want my faith to grow. So I'm not talking about, not, I'm not talking about change challenging your faith. I'm talking about not letting change shake our faith. And you know that it's shaking your faith if our faith, the foundation of our faith, is based on something we can predict. If the foundation of our faith is based on something that we can predict, then all of a sudden when our predictions are wrong or when we are wrong, now our faith is shaken. Now change shakes our faith because we couldn't predict it. But if we can go back to Isaiah 43:19 and say, okay, God has done amazing things. Not even just in my life personally, I can read through this book and I can see some amazing things that God has done, but I'm not going to stop at verse 18, 43, 18. I'm going to go to verse 19 and say, hold on. There are new things coming. Are you going to be ready? Are you going to be ready for what God is doing new in your faith? Are you going to be ready for what God is doing new in your relationships? Last thing I want to share with you is this. The only gap between who you are and who you want to be is the change. Who you are in your life right now, who you are as a husband, as a wife, as a boyfriend, as a girlfriend, who you are as a boss, who you are as an employee, whoever you are right now in your life, the gap between this person and who you want to be is change. Maybe that's a change that you can bring about. Maybe it's a change that's already happening in your life that you have been ignoring. So if we can say, okay, there's a gap here between who I am and who I want to be. And, I, and, it's, and it's, not about, it's not about suggesting that you're not who you should be. That's not what I mean. I'm talking about those of us that are in a place right now of growth. Maybe a better way to say it is the gap between who we are and who we wish to grow into is change. That's what I'm trying to tell you today. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The power of change in your life is for good. So I want us to be people who embrace the change. I want us to be people who say, God is doing something new, and I'm here for it. It's going to be challenging, and it will. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be scary. But the whole point of this community, the whole reason we're even here in this room together is so we can be in this journey together. So when you come across change and it's scary, share that with someone. Let's remind each other that change is going to happen. Change is the only constant in life. Because some days change is going to be easier than others. Some days you're going to feel inspired and want to go right after that change. And some days you just aren't. You're just not going to feel that way. And you've got to know in both of those days, in one extreme or the other, 
that it's not about being ready for every single thing, but it is about preparing our hearts, our minds, our souls for the change that is on the way. It's hard not to get excited thinking about the new things that God can do in our life. If you could, I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads for a moment. I want to pray for you today. This week, I want you to be thinking about, meditating on, praying about the changes that you have going on in your life. Changes that might be on the way. And I want you to challenge yourself, at least just this week, to say, I'm ready for what God is going to do new in my life. I want my eyes and my heart to be open to the new things God is doing. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the newness that you bring. God, it's because of you that we can have hope, faith, love. God, I thank you for the changes that you bring in our faith. I thank you for the changes that you bring in our life. I pray that we would be bold enough and courageous enough to embrace the change that you bring, to embrace the change in front of us. God, I pray that we wouldn't be fearful of change. You didn't give us a spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind. And I thank you for that. And we pray that in your name today. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say, you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Mm -hmm.